just going to read one verse of scripture. I'll not preach long, but I do believe that the Lord would love to do something in today's service. You're not here by accident. Everybody is here this morning by divine appointment. I believe God does things by divine appointment. I'm just going to read one verse to you and, and just give you a simple presentation of the gospel today. Because the gospel story one day changed my life. Uh, I've been involved in a lot of things, seen a lot of things, been a lot of places. But the gospel story changed my life one day. Can I say thanks to Calvary, things aren't in my life the way they once were. So I'm thankful for that. John chapter number 10, one verse, verse 9. The Bible said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, that you touch us this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit that we've already felt in the service today. God, I pray, Lord, as we just try and present your word and the truth of the gospel, I pray that you give us good liberty. I pray, God, that you touch hearts, no doubt, in the crowd this side, several that need to be saved. I pray that you touch their hearts today. Lord, show them, God, inside their lives something's missing. Lord, they need to be saved. I pray, God, that you just do work their lives. We'll thank you and praise you for all that's accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to talk to you just a little bit uh, this morning about Jesus being the door. Uh, There's a great question that comes in every man's life. That is this, what happens after I die? That's a question that's on everybody's mind at some point in life. You know, we spend life trying to put that off, trying not to think about it. Even uh, when somebody does die and you think about it, you go to the funeral home, they lay them out in the casket and they put a bunch of makeup on them. They have those uh, blue lights up to try and make them look like something that's dead, make it look alive because nobody likes to think about what happens when you die. But I'm going to tell you this morning that 100% of people die. And the Bible is very clear about what happens. You see, if you're saved by the grace of God, you go to heaven when you die. But if you're lost, you go to hell. It's just that plain. Uh, The Bible said in John 3 and 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth on him. And so we see there's only two places. It's either heaven or hell. It's in or out. There's no gray area. And that's the truth of the scriptures. You think about all that science has proven over the years. Science has figured out all kinds of things. I'll tell you where science stops. And that's at the grave. Beyond the grave, they have no idea about what happens. I'm glad, thank God, I can report to you this morning from one that went to the grave and just like they were singing about this morning he came back amen and wrote a Bible and I can report to you about what happens after you die boy if you're saved by the grace of God when you die the angels are gathered and you're taken into heaven amen forever to be with the Lord but if you're lost my friend your soul spends eternity in hell now you may be here today and you say oh now don't start that I'm smarter than that. I know that there's no such thing as that. How don't you think about it? Somewhere down deep inside you, there's a witness this
this morning uh, that says something happens after you die. Uh, this can't be it. This can't be the end. Uh, my friend, something happens after you die. And all that matters when you die is whether or not you know the door to heaven. Amen. Jesus said, I am the door. And uh, if, it by, if any man enter by me, uh, listen, he shall come. Uh, I'm going to tell you today that Jesus is the door to heaven. Uh, I'm glad to report to you this morning uh, that Jesus lived. Hallelujah. He died on Calvary for your sin. Uh, he was buried for your justification. Uh, and he arose again, thank God, uh, on the third and appointed day uh, that nobody would have to die and go to hell, uh, but that everybody could be saved by the grace of God. Uh, I'm glad this morning for the knowledge uh, that I can get to heaven through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'll talk to you just a little bit this morning about a door. And uh, this it's going to be real easy. I'm just country. Uh, you know, and I, I'm just going to give it to you as simple as I know how. Matter of fact, the first thing I'll say about the door is the simplicity of a door. Now, out of all the pieces of architecture, the door may be the simplest. And uh, when you look at the door, I, I would show uh, this side over here. You look at this door and those over there on that side, you look over there at that door. In the 18th century, the Carpenters Guild decided on how to standardize the door. And so they came up with what was known as the standard six-panel door. And you can see this door. Most doors that you see in homes across America have a cross at the top. Down at the bottom is two panels symbolizing an open Bible. You see the cross there. Everybody probably see the cross, but maybe not the two panels at the bottom. And so every time you see an interior door, you're reminded of the price that Jesus paid. Jesus said, I am the door. Now notice how simple a door is. Everybody in here knows how to use a door. It's so simple. Everybody can come and go in and out of a door. Nobody has trouble understanding that. Uh, nobody has un- trouble understanding uh, uh, how a door operates. Well, I want to report to you this morning that thank God I'm glad that salvation is simple. Amen. I believe it is. I believe that I'm reminded in Acts chapter number 16, uh, there's a uh, Philippian jailer there and he cries out and says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Here's what they said. uh, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's just as simple as putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. How much faith? Any faith. uh, When you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that is what saves a man. It's just that simple. I'm reminding John chapter number five. John chapter number five, there's a man laying by the pool of Bethesda. And he's been laying there 38 years, Brother Neil, and he's a lame man. And every now and again, the angel would come stir that water in the pool, and whoever got in that water first was made whole. But for 38 years, he couldn't do what was required of him. For 38 years, he had come short. For 38 years, he couldn't jump through all the hoops. But you see, when Jesus showed up, he made something that man had complicated simple. Uh, He said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Uh, You see, that's what the Lord does. Religion is very complicated. Uh, They want you to jump through a bunch of hoops, take a sacrament, say a prayer, uh, all these different things. Give to the offering, give to this, give to that. I'm glad to report to you this morning that when Jesus offers salvation, he offers it simple and free. Uh, 
You don't have to do a bunch of stuff. You don't have to, hey, you don't have to ascribe to a bunch of religious garbage. All you've got to do is put your faith in the one that bled and died on Calvary Tree. Hallelujah. That's the simple fact. Hey, the door is simple. The door is simple. And salvation is so simple. I remember the morning I got saved. I never will forget. Sitting three quarters of the way back on the left-hand side of Law Branch Baptist Church. God had been working on my heart that week. I never will forget it. And uh, how God had dealt my heart, dealt my heart that week. And I saw myself a sinner. I, kn- I knew I needed to be saved. I don't remember what the preacher preached on that day. I don't remember what he said. All I knew is if I died in the shape I was in, I was going to hell. I knew it. I didn't have, anybody, I didn't have to have anybody tell me. As far as I know, the preacher didn't preach on hell. I didn't have to have anybody tell me. I knew where I was going. I was a hell-deserving sinner. Anybody with me? That's where I belonged. I was a hell-deserving sinner. I knew I was going to hell. Oh, boy. God had me under conviction all that week. And, boy, I never will forget. They come up the piano. The piano was over there on the side. They started playing Just As I Am. Had the congregation stand. Boy, I couldn't take it anymore, Brother Marvin. My knees was a-shaking. My heart was a-pounding. I, I said, I can't leave here like this. What if I die? What if something happens to me? I, what if I get in a car wreck on the way home? I can't leave here like this. I, that first thing you know, I'd stepped out of that pew and started toward the altar. I, I'm telling you, God saw my faith in him. And saved me by his marvelous grace that day. I've not always been perfect. I've messed up a whole bunch, but I ain't never been the same. Thank God I'm saved. 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 And it was simple for me to get born again that day. Very. We make it more complicated than it has to be. It's just simply believing on the Lord Jesus. That's all you got to do. You just got to believe on the Lord Jesus. That is recline in him put all your faith all your trust in him that's all it takes to be saved there's a couple of things that keeps people to do that brother bruce i thought about this some people's unrighteousness keeps them from it they think they've been too bad you say you don't understand where i've been preacher i've been too bad well i'm glad that this bible said right here uh, that jesus would save any man look what the bible said in verse 9 i'm the door by me if any man enter in uh, I can show you in the Bible uh, where Jesus saved prostitutes uh, and liars and cheaters and adulterers uh, and even murderers. Thank God. Uh, I'm glad there's nobody's been too low or done too bad. Uh, I'm glad the door's open for everybody in this building this morning that wants to be saved. If you want to be saved, you can get saved today. I'm here to tell you, God has opened the door for whosoever will, no matter how bad you've been. And then there's some people's righteousness that's going to take them to heaven. Because there's some people that feel like they've done good enough, but they ain't a person in this building good enough. Hey, listen, I'm not going to heaven because I'm a preacher. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to heaven because I'm the pastor. I'm not going to heaven because I try to help people. I, I'm not trying. I'm not going to heaven because I try to live good life. I, I'm going to heaven on the basis of the shed blood of Calvary's tree. It made a difference one day in my life. I ain't never been the same. I'm still stirred up about it. Hallelujah! I'm glad, thank God, that I got saved by the grace. Of, it was simple the day I got saved. So the so simplicity. There's the simplicity of the door, but then watch this. There's the singularity of the door. Look what Jesus said. He said, I am what? The door. Now, y'all know the difference between the door and a door, don't you? If you go down to Raleigh Central Prison and you say, I want to sit in, in a chair. Well, that'd be all right. They got a lot of chairs at Raleigh Central Prison. 
But if you say, I want to sit in the chair, <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. That's the one that's got them wires running out of it. That's the chair. It's the only one. <laughs> Amen. Jesus didn't say, I am a door. In other words, there's no other possible way. There's, hey man, there's no other possible way. The Bible said there in Acts chapter number 4, verse number 12, uh, neither is there salvation in any other, uh, for there's none other name under heaven uh, given among men uh, whereby we must be saved. Uh, hey, the temple had one door. Uh, the ark had one door. Uh, heaven's only got one door, uh, and his name is Jesus. Uh, you'll not get in any other way, uh, but through the blood of Christ, it's the only way to get into heaven. I'm glad there's only one way. What if, what if God had said, put $10,000 in the offering and you can go to heaven? I ain't got $10,000. I'd have to die and go to hell. What if God said, handle a snake and you can go to heaven? I'm scared of snakes. Anybody with me? If I had to do that to go to heaven, I'd probably go to hell. Maybe a dead one. What if God said you had to do this, you had to do that, you had to do the other thing, but he didn't say none of that. He just said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. So there's not a hundred ways to heaven, there's one way. Now some people say, well, any road leads to heaven. Now is that true? Here in just a little while, next week I'm preaching for Ken Bowman down in Bowden, Georgia. And uh, here in a little while, we're going to take a little trip. And I put, plug it in the GPS, Right? No, I don't need no GPS. I'll just start out the road because all roads lead to Bowden, Georgia, right? They don't? You mean I can't just get out and drive and just drive and drive? I, what if I had good intentions? What if I had real good intentions? I mean, I was convinced. Buddy, I'm in behind the sit, uh, steering wheel of my truck. And I say, bless goodness, I'm going to Bowden, Georgia. Watch me go. Here I go, Bowden, Georgia. I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm convinced of it. I'm going to Bowden, Georgia. And I just turn on any old road. You reckon I'd get there? No, never make it. You see, there's a certain way. Well, same way with heaven. If you want to get there, there's only one way to go. His name's Jesus. But good news is that's the simplest way that you've ever thought about. Because all Jesus asks that you believe in him. So it's simple. It's singular. But then this really what I don't preach on. It separates. Look at the separation of the door. All right, y'all, y'all ready? This is deep. I hope you can keep up. This is one side of the door. This is the other side. Did y'all get it? A door separates. Am I right? You can't be in between. You're either in or out. You're either on this side of the door or you're on the other side of the door. And a door separates. Now, I got to think about some doors in the Scripture. Can I give you these real quick? I think about Cain's door. So in the Old Testament over in Genesis 4, there's this story of Abel and Cain. Abel brings a blood sacrifice, and God is satisfied with his sacrifice. Cain brings the works of his hands. And God said, that won't do. But here's what God said to Cain. He said, if thou doest well, thou wilt be received. If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. 
Now what he meant by that was that there was a sin offering. That is a lamb that was right outside of of Cain's door. All he had to do was open the door, bring in the lamb, kill it, apply the blood, and he would be saved. But you know what Cain did? He said on the inside, he said, I'll not take it. I don't want it. I mean, it was that close right there on the other side of the door was all Cain needed. Right outside was the sin offering. But Cain said, no, I'm doing all right. I can get by on my own. I'm a pretty good person. I've lived a pretty good life. And he turned down the offering that God had given to be saved. They some of y'all about to do the same thing. You say, I've done good enough. I've done all right. I'll make it. I'm okay. I wish a preacher wouldn't preach on salvation. I'll be all right. You know what? We got about 14 people to baptize here in just a little while. And about 10 of those thought they were saved. But I got down the altar and started dealing with them. And I'd say, tell me about when you got saved. And they'd say, I don't remember. It's just something my mom told me about. It was little. My daddy told me. I can't recall it. I can't remember it. You know what? That's kind of salvation experience. Experience. I wouldn't bet eternity on that. I'd open the door and have an experience that I'm satisfied with. Eternity's a long time to be wrong. Long time to be wrong. So Abel's door, I think about, or Cain's door, I think about Noah's door. One door inside the ark, one door. Right before it went to rain, and here's what God said Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark. I'm glad, thank God, God was in the ark before Noah ever got in the ark. On the outside, and I think about separation, I think about separation. On the outside of that door was death and destruction and everybody died. On the inside of the ark, there was safety and pleasure and thank God, happiness. Boy, I tell you what, that's the same way in today's world on the outside. Uh, everybody's dying and crying, uh, but on the inside, thank God, there's peace and comfort uh, and stability in salvation, separation. I think about Lot's door. I wish I had time to preach on all these. I think about Lot's door. You think about how them, all them sodomites pushed up against Lot's door and the door was closed and they groped around trying to find the door there in uh, Genesis chapter number 19. But the door separated the people of Sodom from the inhabitants on the inside. I mean, anybody else notice this world's lost its mind? We're calling men, women, God, help us. We're, uh, hey, this world's lost several of them minds. Here it is, Pride Month, and they're accepting. I mean, y'all know I'm telling it right. They accept anything in our day. I'm glad, thank God, me and my family's on the inside, and all of that's on the outside. And between me and the world is the Lord Jesus Christ, and it brings comfort to my heart and separation, knowing that I'm not amongst that crowd. Huh? Am I right? All these doors, all these doors, all these doors. I think about lots of doors. Lot's door spoke of safety. I think about Moses' door. Over there in Exodus chapter number 3, they said, apply the blood to the lintel in the doorpost of the door. Here, the, the death angel's going to come over. And he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. On the outside of the door was death and destruction, but inside was safety. It's the same thing with you today, friend. You can walk through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ and find safety and salvation and comfort, hallelujah, and peace for your life. But outside of the door, there's turmoil and strife, and you're never happy, and life's always upside down. I'm telling you what a difference salvation makes in your life. 
If you're saved this morning and Jesus made a real difference in your life, would you go, amen? Surely that many people wouldn't lie. Surely right here in church that many people wouldn't lie. Sound like God made a lot of difference in some people's lives. It's the difference between being on this side. Let me give you one more door. Let me talk to you about one more door over in Matthew chapter number 25. There's a wedding about happening inside 10 virgins. They didn't have their lamps. Five of them didn't have their lamps trimmed. And they had to have their lamps trimmed before they could have the wedding. And so the bridegroom came. And they said, the bridegroom cometh. He said, make ready. They went. They said, oh, we don't have any oil for our lamps. A picture somebody's lost. They said, well, go out and buy. And so they went out and bought. But see, what happened was when they came back, the door was shut and locked and they couldn't get in. Now watch this. That same door that lets you in on a Sunday morning at the Concord Baptist Church, that same door, that door you came through back yonder, it lets you in this morning, but you come back tomorrow afternoon, it'll keep you out. Because it'll be locked, and that same door that lets you in this morning won't let you in tomorrow afternoon. Jesus is the same way. Right now, today is the day of salvation. Jesus has got the door open. He says, come on in. He says, come on and get saved. But you see, if you wait too late and the rapture happens uh, and then the the day of God happens and it's too late, guess what? Uh, That same door that lets people in right now is going to shut people out. Uh, The Bible said there in Matthew chapter number 7, many will say to me at that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Uh, And in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. Uh, And then will I profess unto them I never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity you see one of these days there's going to be a crowd of people just like this before the throne of God stripped away will be all their religion stripped away will be all their pretense stripped away will be all their works and all that will be left is whether or not they're saved and there's going to be a bunch of people that say I was a good person God's going to say that's not good enough and he's going to condemn you forever to a lake of fire I'm telling you that's what the Bible said wouldn't it be easier right now to get it settled with God I've told this story a million times I'm going to be done boy I wish I wish I'd done as good as some I've not but like I said earlier never been the same I never forget the day let me give you a little, let me give you a little story I remember I, I was a kid and me and my friends, we play, we had a playhouse under the steps. And I remember one day we was underneath that playhouse playing. It's my birthday. We was in there, under that playhouse playing. We was playing with G.I. Joes. That's back when toys was real toys. We played with G.I. Joes. And we bang, bang, I got you. Bang, bang. One of them boys flew over in an airplane. I said, pop, 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 I got you. He said, yeah, and before you got me, I dropped an atomic bomb. Now everybody's dead. (laughs) Son, when he said that, conviction gripped my heart, and God said, yeah, and you're in hell. Boy, I started getting nervous. I remember I run out and found my dad, and I said, Dad, do you think the Russians would ever drop an atomic bomb? He didn't know what I was talking about, but inside my heart, I was so afraid. If the Russians dropped an atomic bomb, I'd die and go to hell. God used that event over the next few months. Every time the lights would go out, I knew I was going to hell. Me and my dad, we'd go up on Mount Mitchell. And we had no cabin up there, and he'd go around and blow them lights out, and it'd be pitch black dark. 
boy inside my heart say, what if a rapture come? You'd lay here by yourself in the dark. Your daddy'd be gone. You wouldn't go. Boy, I'd toss and turn all night. Think about it. Worried, sick. And I remember, I don't even know if dad remembers it or not, but we was coming back from Boyd's Seafood House one night. One night, I was thinking about last night. We went to over Bakersville last night. We was coming back from Boyd's Seafood House one night. I was laying in the back of a, I was laying in the back of a hatchback Subaru. That's before they cared about kids. You know, they just let them lay anywhere. If you had a wreck, some died, just had more. I was laying in the back of a hatchback Subaru watching them power lines go over the Subaru. You know how the, and I was thinking, how are them power lines moving? That shows you how smart I was. It was the road that was moving. But I was, I was thinking, how are the power lines moving? And my dad, out of the midst, out of just out of nowhere, he said, Bradley, don't you think it's about time you thought about getting saved? He never had to say anything to me like that before. Boy, little did he know that I'd done been thinking about it. Well, that next Sunday, it's about more than I could stand. Preacher preached. And I, like I told you a minute ago, something's happening on the inside of me. It's different. You see, every, everybody's a spiritual man, and really you know that. Everybody here knows it. You pretend like you don't. You say, I'm too smart for that. Oh, I'm educated. You know, well, think about something. In 2020, we had COVID, and all the educated people came out. And how many times was they wrong? I mean, the most educated people on the planet. How many times was they wrong? By their own admission. Over and over and over again, the most educated people on the planet was wrong. They didn't know what to talk about. Huh? You say, well, I'm too smart for that. Listen, really, if you cut right down to, right down to it, everybody in here knows there's something different. There's a spirit on the inside of a man. If you'll feel it deep enough, you know it. Now, I start out this message with what happens when you die. When you die, this heart quits beating, body, into the, into the casket, down in the grave. But what happens to the real you? What happens to the real you? I'll tell you what I've done. I've stood next to bedsides of people dying, lots of people. And you can see them, even if they're not really conscious, you can see that spirit of a person in there. And then when they die, it's like, boom, whoa, boy, that's just an empty shell. It's like whatever's inside is gone. What's going to go with what's inside of you? Now, you can put it off, but boy, that's a big risk. You say, well, I've been a good person. I'm telling you, that won't be good enough. One sin sends you to hell. You ever lied? You ever looked at a woman or a man had bad thoughts? You ever been angry and committed murder in your mind, cussed somebody out? Guess what? It don't matter how good you do. One of them, even one of them things sends you to hell. And I'm glad Jesus offered a way out of all that. The Bible said that he that knew no sin became sin for us. You know what the Lord did for me? He became my sin. He became it at Calvary and all the wrath of God was poured out on him there that the wrath of God never has to be poured out on me. Now I'm saved. Now I'm saved. I'm going to ask Trey to come. He's going to
get us an invitation song together. We're going to stand our feet, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I, I want you to stand by your heads, close your eyes this minute, and then I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Let, allow me to reason with you just a second, okay? Allow me to reason from the Scriptures. If you're here today and you never recall a time when you came to God under conviction and trusted the Lord and there was a difference made in your life, if you never remember that, then let's just go ahead and settle it right now. You've never been saved. Let's just go ahead and get that part out of the way. You've never been saved. Quit allowing the devil to trick you with something that ain't going to work. All right, let me reason with you about one more thing. There's something on the inside of you that's going to live forever, and you know it. You know it. Really, down deep on the inside, you know it. Now, I want everybody here in this building to ask yourself this question. Is what you've got, are you willing, are you willing to bet eternity on it? What you've got, will you wager eternity on what you've got? I wonder if there'd be one here today that just say, preacher, today, I ain't sure I'm saved. Would you slip up your hand? All I want to do is pray for you. I'm not going to come to you. I won't drag you. I won't, I won't cause you no problem. You just, do you care enough about your soul just to raise your hand up and say, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me today, preacher? Amen. God sees that hand. How about another? Amen. How about enough? Preacher, would you pray for me? I'm just not sure I'm saved. I'm just not sure. If I died right now, if I died right now, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. If I died this week, I'm not 100% sure. Father, in Jesus' name.